Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Mary said it was 10, but the sunshine just makes it a bit more bearable. This is Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent. Steve Bertrand is here. And on the phone is Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart. How are you today, Tom? I'm doing wonderful, Lisa. How are you doing? Good. We were talking about what the most, the, the car that's most likely to be carjacked. And uh, Kevin Powell got it right. It is a Jeep Cherokee, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it depends on where you are. Um, in the city, our data shows it's a Toyota, Toyota Camry, and that's primarily because that's the most uh, frequent car sold and on the street. Um, and the Cherokee comes right after that on the list as well. Uh, but when we've talked to the people that we've taken into custody and ourselves, Chicago, state police, FBI, we've been working jointly on this uh, for over a year now. And when we take people in custody, we interview them and we try to get at, you know, what is it that you're looking for? What is why? How you go about doing it? We ask them all those questions and they come back with not necessarily that we're all targeting this type of car. They always say we're looking for the fastest car we can get out in the street at the time and the one that the person is most vulnerable. We're basically basically meaning who's making it the easiest for me. I mean, who has a car that they left running uh, at the street? Who left a car running at the gas station? Who's sitting in an intersection on their phone not paying attention to anything? So it's a combination of those factors, but just the hard numbers have it as the Camry and then the Jeep Cherokee after that. So, Sheriff, it's Steve. What should we do with these numbers and with this database uh, just the citizenry what do we do with this you know hand in hand with that we put out a list of things that you could do as a citizen to become less of a victim and it, it runs the gamut from one that is uh, going onto our website and signing a consent form. So in the event that you were, you know, hopefully not a, a victim of this, that you would have a consent form so we can get your trace data on your car immediately from the manufacturer. Uh, and then we have more tips that you should have to prevent yourself from being a victim as far as, you know, not using your phone at intersections, things like that. Not, you know, being aware of what's going on around you so your car does not get boxed in. Don't leave your car running while you go in and do things. I mean, there's a myriad of things that we've listed there um, that you can do to try to keep yourself from being a victim. But as far as like buying or not buying a specific car, that's not what's going to change the dynamic here because we're just not finding a particular pattern. Because Steve, originally when we started this, I was thinking, okay, well, we're going to find that the the really high-end cars are the ones that they're targeting. And that's not what we found. You earlier said that they're, they're looking for cars that are fast. And I think you meant that that they can not necessarily their top speeds, but cars that they can get out of the area with quickly. So maybe the positioning of the car, is that correct? Well, the position is relevant to it, but they are actually looking for some of the, the fastest cars because they, they'll tell us our goal is to get a car that we can elude you with. 
Uh, so we are looking for ones that are, you know, have the different things in the engine that allow it to accelerate, things like that. Uh, because it's really steep. The more we've dug into this, it, it's it's interesting and scary with the data. But there, there's a lot of thought behind it. Some are very organized gangs that are doing this, and it's very well planned. They're targeting specific type of car. But a larger group is organized, but looking for whatever car is the easiest to get at the time, uh, with the notion that they're going to use it uh, for a crime in a short period of time afterwards then dump the car. Um, as I say, some of these other ones looking more for more sophisticated cars with the purpose of getting the parts or shipping it overseas. And then we have those that are, you know, usually the younger offenders uh, who are getting it and they're taking it so that they can basically drag race with it, and then they'll dump the car. But there's a certain level of sophistication that we're finding in many of these ones where there's a routine that we're seeing now, and as a result of that, we're arresting more people, and we're, we're getting the cars back much quicker than before so they can't be used in more crimes, and we're recovering more cars than ever before. So we're learning a lot more as we're going through this, uh, but it's, it's very little solace to anybody who has been subjected to this horrible crime. We're talking with uh, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart. And Tom, there was that story last week where a woman was delivering newspapers and just for a second left the car and her two children were in the car and they they took the car. And I think that's what it is. People know to be aware, but it's really about convenience. Like, oh, it's only going to take a second. And they're not aware that somebody has been watching them and is ready to pounce. Yeah, you know, Lisa, it's so funny you should say that because just this morning I had um, two letters I had to mail. And I pulled up um, to the street, and, you know, it's freezing out today, and I'm like, uh, I'm going to run out and run to the mailbox and put the letters in. And I, I stopped, and I was like, because I was going to leave the car running. It was a short run there. And right. I was like, no, I'm sitting here preaching to people, use your head, and I'm going to leave my car running to go <laughs> that, mail some that letters? That would have been a bad headline, Sheriff. Oh, my God. That would have been an easy one to write, Steve. <laughs> you, Honest to goodness. You talk- and, but. But you think about it, though. I mean, it's so cold out. You're just not. You're yeah. just thinking of your normal routine. You got to get out of your normal routine, and you just got to sit there and say, "Okay, I'm going to make my life as secure as possible by doing the following things." And a lot of it is inconvenient. You talked earlier about that you're recovering more. How how many do you recover that you're looking for? I mean, what, what kind of percentage is that? You know, it, it depends a little bit on what is our activity on a given night. So we, uh, once again, been going through the data, and by looking at that, we find the times that are more likely or where the, we're having the most carjackings occurring in, in certain regions. Ourselves, Chicago, state police, FBI, we then have a task force of people. We all come together on numerous days, not just one day a week, but on numerous days, and we put all these resources in, including helicopters and you name it. Those nights, we're usually at night, we're recovering a lot of cars. We'll recover 10, 20 cars in a night, um, and we'll make a lot of arrests. The, uh, we, can't, we can't sustain that manpower every night, though. I wish we could, but none of us can. And so that's why we sort of are using the data to get us on the days and the locations where these occur more frequently. Um, our hope is that we can expand on that as we start working, not just through the data, but looking at manpower. And 
Steve, every department across the country is having a heck of a time right now recruiting people and keeping people. And so that has an impact on these type of things. We're talking with uh, Sheriff Tom Dart. And Tom, so for people who live in the Burbs who want to come in, have dinner, catch a, a performance or something like that, this weighs heavy on their minds. How do you not become a victim of a carjacking? Yeah, you know, Lisa, it, it's true. I mean, I, I've told people that, you know, I've been involved, whether it's been sheriff or I was in the legislature for years as well. Um, and, you know, I've heard people for years and years, you know, complain about this, complain about that, and people saying, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. And a lot of times it was people blowing off smoke. They were frustrated about particular things. But I think we all understand now that this is very, very real, that people are, whether, you know, it's a combination of COVID and the crime or whether it's the crime issue, people are changing their behavior and they're just not going to places that they traditionally wouldn't have thought twice about. And so there are things you can do, and that's why I direct people to the website, because it has a list of things that we have found there, both an element of its common sense, but the other element of it is things that we've gleaned from talking to the people we're arresting, that the things, this is what they're looking for. And so whether it's us looking at the data and saying, okay, here are the locations where they're doing most of the carjackings. And it, it was sort of strangely, say, in the city it was primarily at the curbside, when some was in their car or at an intersection when they were stopped, whereas in the suburbs, the number one location was at gas stations. Hmm. And so there was a difference. Um, and so, but there was different things you can do at each location. Like at the gas station, you, when you go in to pay, you, you know, shut your car off, you lock your car, you go in to pay. And you keep your eyes open if there's somebody that's lurking around there. Uh, and we, we tell everybody all the time, you know, if they do come at you, give them the keys. The, the car, we will recover the car. Insurance will cover it. If there's a child in the car, inform them that. As difficult as that is, because you are right now being terrorized with your worst nightmare, if you have a child in the car, say, please, I have my child in the car. Can I have my child? And from the, you know, criminals, you know, that we're, we're talking to afterwards, none of them want to have that on there. So they're trying to steal a car. They don't want a kidnapping charge. Right. Um, so there are things that we list there. And, and think about this, Lisa, how unfortunate it is that we're having to explain to people, go look at this list to keep you from not being a victim. But but we would rather be approaching it that way than to sit there and say, oh, no, just roll the dice and see what happens. Sheriff, is part of this, too, the fact that it's harder just to steal a parked car these days? I mean, the security and the mechanisms within a car, it, it's harder to do? Yeah, yeah, you know, and Steve, we're finding out a lot there, too, because they were hitting um, car dealerships as well, and there's, uh, you know, the, the delightful internet, which has destroyed so many of our lives and continues to do so. You can go on there and you can purchase uh, these uh, mechanisms that are uh, can mirror fobs and things like that. So we've had cases where even the parked cars, they're able to access, but for the ones that don't have that sophistication, Steve, you're right. You know, it is harder to get those cars, so getting them why they're moving is easier for them and they can get away and then the other part of that formula is too is that with the cases that we've been working on there's not across the board but the majority of them have this level of sophistication so that the guy who comes up with the gun and and, you know everyone has masks on so it's not as if you're going to get a good look at someone's face the guy that comes up there with the gun uh, gets you out of the car a different guy gets in the car and then a block away, he switches with the guy who's in the tail car. And so if we are able to catch the car really quick, and we are getting much better at getting them quicker, 
it's not the same guy that was in the car that came up to you with the gun. And so when you're trying to get charges for the carjacking part of this, that, you know, namely, this is the person that put the gun to me, that took my car, dragged me out of my car. Um, that's not the person that's in the car, you know, 10 minutes, a half hour later. And so as far as the charging side of this, that's where this gets very complicated. Well, thank you for joining us and taking our call this afternoon. No, anytime, Lisa. Steve, anytime. Just please let me know. Sheriff Tom Dart on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.